welcome to my podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Pye, herbalist and doula, and here we're going to talk all things herbalism and holistic health with special interests in pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and beyond. Last week, we talked about the importance of using tea as a way to optimize our hydration, and I'm defining tea pretty loosely here, so let's just say water infused with nutrition. This could be soups, bone broths, etc., the idea of this is to attempt to fill those nutrition gaps that are pretty inevitable anymore, especially with the standard American diet. And plain water, in my opinion, is much like an empty envelope sent in the mail. It's such a waste of a perfectly good stamp. We'd much rather jam-pack that envelope with as much material as the envelope will allow us to, right? By simply replacing our plain water with tea and other healthy water infusions, we amplify our health tenfold. Side note, I do not include smoothies or juices in this category at all. We're talking about infused water. We'll talk more about that in a later episode though. So today I'm just going to relay to you some of my family's holistic hydration practices in hopes that it may teach you something and also inspire you if you're feeling exasperated by the hydration struggle. I've been there. I totally get it. So one thing we do in our house is we always have a room temperature tea on the counter that is available all day. This is usually the wellness tea, so it's things like, well, I talked about this in the last episode a little bit, it's things like nettle, red clover, linden, violet, whatever else. Uh, dandelion, leaf, and oat star are also pretty popular. I kind of throw in there what I have more of, and so it's always changing a little bit, but these are really nutritious herbs, very mineral dense. We do a long infusion overnight, so I, I prepare it the night before, I let it sit on the counter, and the next day I just keep it on the counter and I strain it every time that I pour a glass, and my kids and I drink that all day long, my husband as well. My husband has really been along for this journey of me becoming an herbalist, and he's been such a trooper not a fan of tea in the beginning, and now he's becoming a fan. So if you feel like this is daunting to you, trust me, my husband also shared <laughs> that same struggle. Anyway, uh, aside from having a room temperature tea, I also have an option for a warm tea. And this tea is usually the one that I make and sell as well. Um, and I like to bring this one as a sample to the farmer's market just to let people try it because it's so popular. It's got Tulsi, Linden, Damiana, Yarrow, Cacao Nibs, and Rose Petals. It is so warm and soothing. It is very centering. And this one we make warm, and this is the one that we use for breaks uh, throughout the day. Whenever we're feeling overwhelmed or stressed out, we have our tea breaks. And sometimes we may not be stressed out at all, but it's just part of our routine, part of our habits to have regular tea breaks. And this is for centering. This is a meditation practice. We gather around, we sit in silence or mostly silence. We might talk about the day, but it's a very chill time. It's a time to center and ground ourselves, get on the same page, almost rhythmic rhythmically. I don't know how to explain it, but uh, it's not it's not so much about planning out the rest of our day because that can be stressful. It's a time of centering and grounding ourselves. Don't drink right before or during meals. This is a bit of a side tangent, but this is important for your hydration and actually your digestion. So whatever food you're eating during the meal, you want your stomach acids to be at 
the highest potency that they can be to make sure that you digest your food properly. So we don't want to water that down. Um, it's best to have the tea that you're drinking again throughout the day. This might be the the room temperature tea that you've got on the counter uh, that you're sipping throughout the day as you're thirsty. This is sort of the one you go to, but you're not drinking it a full glass at a time. You might have some sips of that before the meal and that's fine. Try not to drink at all during. And if you are staying hydrated, you shouldn't really feel very thirsty throughout the meal. And again, if you are, some sips are okay, but don't be guzzling down an eight ounce drink just because that's your habit. Try to keep the drink to a minimum. And honestly, the best practice for this I have found is to have a cup of something like miso soup is very popular in my house. So it's a very small bowl of soup. It has the miso in it, which is a fermented, um, it, it makes almost like a broth. It's a paste, but you, you submerse it and, um, it's fermented. So it's good for your gut health, your gut microbiome, your mouth flora, uh, something like that though. It's a soup and it's off to the side and you sip it as you eat your meal, but it's part of the meal. It's not just a beverage. I hope that that makes sense. There, There's a difference in my mind, and mostly it comes down to the amount. You just don't want to water down your stomach acid. Another thing is then once we are done eating, or any, actually anytime we're about to have a sit down and have a cup of tea, having a crystal of salt before drinking or taking a shot of Mega Mag about 50 milligrams worth. This is going to ensure that you get minerals into your your system. And the salt, the crystal salt thing is actually something that I learned from Barbara O'Neill. Barbara O'Neill, sorry. <laughs> Third time's a charm, right? Barbara O'Neill. And uh, I used to listen to her videos a lot. I don't know if she does anything anymore, but um, she's really cool. Just really cool, guys. So look her up. But her, her whole thing with taking a crystal of salt and putting it on your tongue, the more I've looked into it, the more I've realized there's a lot of intelligence to that. The membranes in your mouth will actually absorb the salt, which cling to water. So if you have your, your brine, I suppose, which is another route that some people take, um, putting submersing the salt in water, then you may lose some of the effectiveness. The fastest and most effective way is to put the crystal on your tongue. Let the membrane, uh, your mucous membranes in your mouth actually absorb those minerals and then drink your, your tea. Um, after eating, so this is after eating, we like to see tea as the final course of your meal. So after eating, you're going to drink your tea, and this is preferably warm with some bitter notes. You're going to drink it slowly and deliberately, and you're going to chew your drink. There's this saying in, I believe it's Ayurvedic practice, um, that says, chew your drink and drink your food. I'm probably saying that wrong, but it's, it's along those lines. Chew your drink, drink your food. So the idea is to chew your food to the point where it's mush in your mouth. We often chew, chew, chew maybe three times and swallow. That leaves a lot of work for the rest of our digestive uh, system to have to do in order to break down and actually get anything out of that food. Digestion starts in the mouth. So you need to chew, chew, chew until this is, this is like a, a pulp. It's like a, a paste in your mouth. And then when it comes to your drink, 
you need to swish that around in your mouth. You actually need to take your time with your drink. So with this tea, we're going to chew it. We're going to floss our teeth with it. We're going to keep it in our mouth. And flossing your teeth, this is, this is getting almost into holistic dentistry. Flossing with your drink is not only going to ensure proper hydration, but it also balances the pH in your mouth and cleans between your teeth really well. There's now this popular flossing tool that actually uses water as like a pick between your teeth. You can do this just by learning to swish your drink in your mouth. This also improves digestion. You're tasting the bitter notes in your tea and that stimulates the production of bile down in your in your stomach from your liver and your gallbladder. It stimulates the digestive process, which is excellent right after a meal. And this is a time of meditation. This is a time for you to sit in silence, stress-free, in rest and digest mode, encouraging that digestion process especially, balancing the pH of your mouth. It's all good things to do this practice. This is, again, the final course of your meal. And your meal isn't done until this course is finished. Rest and digest is super important. You have to take it seriously. So most of your tea may be taken after dinner and before bed. That just is likely how your day is going to fall into place. You're sipping on tea throughout the day. You're having a tea after a, a, a cup of tea after every meal. And then usually one or two in between. Especially, again, if there's a time of overwhelm or you've just gotten done doing a, a working task, you may sit and have a cup of tea. But often there's some bulk of your tea drinking that happens after dinner before bed. And preferably, there's at least a three-hour gap here between dinner and bedtime so that you get proper sleep. You don't want to still be digesting food when you are laying down for bed. So here's the thing. Your body uses a lot of liquid during sleep. It uses a lot. It needs more hydration. It uses a lot of water during your sleeping process. So it's okay to have a lot of your tea fall towards the end of the day. This also staves off cravings because again, we don't want to be snacking right before bed, preferably. This is a really hard habit to break and especially if you have cravings, but drinking the tea will help a lot with that. Again, a side note, and I'll get more into this in a different episode, but dinner should be the most protein and fiber-heavy meal that you eat, which will help keep you full as well. But I digress. Tea, as the thing that you drink right after your evening meal, your dinner, and then you continue to drink throughout the night. As you're settling down, you just keep going and refilling your cup. It's going to relax your nervous system. It's going to center you. A lot of your meditative practices are happening right now. Oh, and when you first wake up in the morning, the very first thing that you should do is have a warm cup of tea. It's a centering practice, and doing it almost religiously is going to bring about all of the benefits. I've obviously talked a lot about the digestive ones here, the hydration benefits here, but let's also talk about the almost the Pavlov effect. It's like giving a baby a bath right before bed, which over time helps them to grow naturally sleepy when they have their bath, right after their bath. It's part of a built-in routine that tells your body, it's time for bed now, we're winding down for bed. Or 
again, even if it's first thing, the first thing in the morning or midway through your day. It's a centering, grounding practice. This does so much for our overwrought, stressed out nervous systems. And ultimately, if you are less stressed, you are healthier. You're going to absorb more of the water and actually benefit from this hydration. I hope that that made sense. There was a lot that I threw at you. I didn't have much for notes today. And so I just sort of came in here, recorded, and I'm just going to toss it out into the world and hope it reaches the right people. Follow to be notified when I post more about holistic dental health, which will be coming soon. And especially because a lot of what we talked today plays a big role in holistic dental health, avoiding and reversing cavities. Another hint here is that the, these hydration tips, they play a very, very important role. Flossing your teeth, huge deal. Balancing the pH, huge deal. I'll also be uploading a few more videos, not videos, sorry, I'm in TikTok mode. I'll be uploading a few more um, podcast episodes here about holistic eating. And if you have any questions about holistic hydration, please let me know. I'm on Facebook. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Instagram. You will always find me under either Hannah Pie Herbalist and Doula. That's what it is on Facebook. Or herbalist.doula.hannah. That's what I am on TikTok and Instagram. Please find me on those platforms and shoot me a message or comment on my posts where I, whenever I drop an episode, I, I post it on Facebook usually. And so find that post and ask your questions there, whatever you feel comfortable with. Until next time, make sure to follow so that you're notified when I post the next upload. Bye-bye.